Thanks for listening to Unlock Hope. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we're at Neurosculpting Institute on Facebook, at Neurosculpting on Instagram. You can always reach out to us on our website, neurosculpting.com, and you can download our app, Neuropraxis. Stay well, everybody. Hey, it's Lisa Wimberger here. I'm the founder of Neurosculpting, and I have helped thousands of people learn really powerful tools to regulate their minds and their bodies, including pro athletes, entrepreneurs, and those with serious stress-based illnesses. So I'm really excited to help you do the very same thing through education and some incredible guest experts. And together, we're gonna discover the formula to unlock hope. So welcome. I'm so excited to talk today. Um, I have Kelsey Lensman with us and uh, I, I'm new to her, but I already know she's a powerhouse by way of how she came to me and also by way of digging through her stuff and going, wow. Okay. So um, she has a degree in sports medicine, but rather than going like a traditional route, uh, Kelsey's really taken that to personal transformation. Uh, helping people transform through nutrition and workout training and community, which I think is really fascinating. Um, but, you know, she's doing that from a lens of having been a professional competitor. So we've got, you know, five-time uh, bodybuilding competitor. We've got powerlifting competitor. We've got marathon. We've got Spartan race competitor. I mean, these are really intense ways to push through physical boundaries and mental boundaries. So I'm really excited uh, that she's going to be with us today talking about mindset and hope and transformation. So welcome, Kelsey. Lisa, I appreciate that. And that bio, I need you to follow around me everywhere because <laughs> that'll just give me a little ego boost when I need it. No, but yeah. I appreciate you. I think I sound a lot cooler on paper than anything, but I'm excited to be here for sure. Yeah, you know, I always love talking to people who take what could be a passion or even a limitation or even an obsession that take that and turn it into personal transformation and then, then bring it out for the greater good. And, um, and I don't know your relationship with pushing yourself to competition and body, but, um, I would love for you to talk about a couple things. The first thing is, um, you know, I want to know your relationship to competition and how you use that to create hope in yourself and in other people. Oh, that's a great question. Lisa. I've never been asked that question. And for me, it's comp competing in competitions is not this worth thing, right? My worth doesn't come from first place or second place. And I think that that's really important to start off with because when I initially got into it, I got tied up into that a little bit that if I didn't get this certain place, oh my gosh, like, who am I, you know, and I think a lot of potential previous athletes or athletes right now can feel a sense of worthiness, depending on where their ending result is. And so for me, that might have been a thing, but it really isn't to that capacity by any means right now. And for me, what competing is, is it gives myself an opportunity to show myself I'm capable of somewhat of something more show myself like, Ooh, I'm either afraid of this thing, or hey, I'm a little bit nervous about it. Instead of running away from it, 
I go towards it. And then after that, Lisa, no matter what place I'm in, it's, I am so proud of myself for what I just did there. And that's something we do all women's strength events on the company that I run. And I see it with women through and through is they're nervous, they're shaken. And as soon as they get up to that platform or whatever it is, it's beliefs break of what they're capable of. And they're like, oh man, if I can do that, like what else can I do in my life? So for me, competing is the physical outlet for what it can really do mentally for you, or even just the potential that you have that we don't even realize we have. You know, you said two things that spark questions. The first is um, you said you run towards it. Were you always like that? Where did that come from? No, I was comfort zone girl. <laughs> when I think about really? Kelsey High School. Oh, yes. And it's so interesting because people see the things I'm doing today and they're like, oh, that's just Kelsey. And I want to shake them and say, no, like this has not always been me. So which is this really is, interesting. This is what I want to know. How did you go from that yeah. from comfort zone girl to this? Mm. That's a good question. So I'll rewind us a little bit. This was college time frame. I grew up the athlete that was a big part of my identity that I didn't realize realize was my identity. Mm -hmm. And then Lisa, I got to my junior year, didn't play sports anymore, um, was giving, giving to everybody else around me. And at the end of the day, my, my tank was just empty. And I remember vividly walking into my bathroom, looking in the mirror and saying, who am I? I didn't even know what I liked anymore. I didn't even know who I was anymore. And that was a big turning moment for me of, Kelsey, you've got to do something about this. If, if you keep going down this path, it might look fine because you're getting the grades and doing like checking the box off the list and all of that, but internally you're dying inside. Mm. And so that's when I kind of went back to the thing that I know filled me before, which I went back to the gym and I didn't know what I was doing, Lisa. I didn't even know how to do certain things, but I started in there. And then that kind of twist and turn for me of, I regained my sense again. I felt strong, not only physically, but internally. And then that led to senior year, which then would be post-grad or post-graduating where I was living a different life than I ever thought that I lived. I had this confidence that I never thought that I could get to. Um, I started doing different competitions and I had to say no to other people, which people please or Kels back in the day. That was like her worst thing ever, you know? And so for me, I realized like, hey, if I can kind of 180 my life there, be the change that you want to see, like help other people do that same thing. So that just led to kind of the version that you see today, but definitely wasn't back then. I sure. love that it wasn't because I think sometimes um, me and my listeners will see someone at their current point of being and just make the assumption that it might've been easy or graceful or natural to them. And that's not always the case. Um, you said something also that that struck me. You said that no matter where you end up, whether it's first or second or whatever, you're so proud of yourself. That to me speaks of almost like a, a mindset skill that people can cultivate, which is to not attach to the outcome that we assume and just sort of really be present to the journey. So I'm real, I'm gonna put that like spiritual interpretation on what you're saying because for me that's critical is to um kind of have an idea of where I want to go but then release my expectation of that because otherwise I set myself up for failure or success based on something external so <clears throat> can you talk a little bit more about 
your mindset of how do you stay proud no matter what happens for you? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. And I'll, I'll tell you, this can be challenging, especially was for me is I was looking at the result and yes, you want to focus on where you're going, but when we focus so much on the result, for me, at least I forgot what I needed to do in the day to day to get the result. I always say, yes, think about where you want to go, but set it and forget it and focus on what you need to do today. And we work with a lot of women in their fitness journey. And I tell them this all the time. Um, and I see this all the time is when people, when women are so focused on either a body or confidence or this end result, it can feel so far away. And it's like, how am I ever going to get there? I've said that, like, how am I ever going to get there? What I'm prepping up for right now, I still don't know how I'm going to get to where I need to get to for mission 48, but yes, that's in the future. That's actually distracting you from what you can do this moment today. Mm, and I love that. somebody said this really important when I was starting bodybuilding and I was like, Kels, or how am I ever going to get to this stage six months away? I was looking at myself and I'm like, there's no way. And somebody came up to me. They're like, Kels, you're focusing on something that you have literally no control over six months away. You have no control over that thing, but you do have an ability to win today. You have an ability to, Hey, get your water in, go crush your workout, mm. go fuel your body. And it's like, when we can take us back to how can we win the day today, one, we're more present with our day to day, but then number two, we get to the result without even realizing we're getting to the result. And that's when the magic can really happen. I love that idea of just win the day today, whatever that is. Um, so you mentioned mission 48. I, I want to know more about that. Oh man, this has been something Lisa for two years. Your passion Talk about project. the Kelsey it is, it is. And yeah. it's something that I almost never pursued, to be honest with you. And yes, I lean into discomfort, but this is something that I didn't even know how to start it or even if I quote unquote should do it. So I pushed this down for two entire years mm. and then and I'll, I'll share with what it is. But then last September, you would, I think, hit home with this if you're about the spiritual piece of it too. I basically got to a point where this stirring, I couldn't ignore it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like no matter what I did, how I changed my business, flip-flop anything, I couldn't ignore this, Kelsey, you're meant for something more piece of it. And so one night I walked my dog for about four hours and it was just back and forth. Do I do it? Do I not do it? And I finally sat down on my bed and I don't know what you're, you can believe anything, but this is person what I believe. I wrote a prayer to God and I said, dear God, Please give me the biggest sign in the world, like not this little tap on the shoulder, but one I cannot ignore, whether I should pursue this mission 48 or if it's just something that sounds cool, but isn't actually from you or isn't actually the path that you have me taking. And I've never had this happen before, but then the next morning I wake up to train like I normally wake up to train. Okay. I usually listen to music, but for some reason, Lisa, that morning I clicked a podcast on my phone click the first one. And it was an Ed Milet show with one of the guests that he has. And as I was mid back squat, I was doing my workout and he kept talking about the missions he was on and how he raised money for charity. And he said this too, that really hit me in the soul. It was everybody, or not everybody, many people live in the five to sixes of life, not a 10, meaning it's amazing, but also usually not a one where it's like stuff is burning up right? Mm -hmm. We're usually in the five to sixes where it's good, but it's really never great. And we just keep rinsing and repeating for basically the rest of our life. And he said, a lot of people will stay there because they want to get to a 10, but they don't because they're afraid of it ever being a one. Mm -hmm. And he said that it was mid back squat. And I was like, 
else you've been living in the five and sixes for the last three years. You don't remember anything big from the last five to six or three to four years because you've just rinsed and repeating these five and sixes. And in that moment with what he did missions wise, which is so similar to mission 48. And then when he said that, I was like, I'm doing it. I don't know how you start this thing. I don't know where you go with this, but Kels, this is bigger than you. Yeah. And so then fast forward, kind of what mission 48 is for your audience is I'll do 48 different fitness competitions in 48 states. So the inland states in 48 days. And so one day could be a marathon. The next day could be a powerlifting meet. So all different types. And the biggest thing, Lisa, is not just have people watch me gallivant around the country, but it's to really inspire women and especially young girls that they're capable of more, that they're stronger than more. And that's a big, not only just passion of mine, but I feel like mission in life is to show your, you and all the listeners like what you're actually capable of. And I can do that if I get humans to help me be a part of this too. So Absolutely. that's a long story, but that's yes. the I love that. And it, it just also reminds me just even this morning in a, in a member call I was doing, I was talking about sometimes I think we're afraid to hit the super, super highs and because that might mean there's a super low coming. And that's exactly what yeah. you just said. So that, that rings true for me. Um, question about mission 48. Um, when are you starting it? And do you have a support network to give back to you during that time? Because you're going to be outputting a ton. Well, what do you have in place for yourself? Yeah, I appreciate you asking that because I think not many people realized too of, oh my gosh, that's nonstop for 48 days. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy. So I do have a really great team that I'm still putting some of the team members together, um, but they're going to help me obviously drive around the country and, and get people together and do this all as a unit basically. So I have a great team. I have a massage therapist that she's coming all 48 days and you might hit home with this too. Um, she's not like the most physically fit where she can do a marathon or that type of stuff. Great human, amazing heart. And I went over to her house the other day and she's like, Kels, I have an idea. And I was like, what? Tell me your idea. And she goes, in every 48 state, I'm going to walk one mile. That's my heart. And I'm going to push that hard for a mile. And I said, Denise, I love that. Because it's not about you doing a marathon or you doing a this X powerlifting meet. It's about whatever your heart is, Lisa. When you pursue that, that's when it gets really good. So I have an amazing team that also is going to be a huge part of all of this, but we're still pulling a lot of those pieces together too. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, the self-care is, is just such an important piece of it as yeah. you output so much and as you're also hoping to affect people, right? You, you're, you're also role modeling what a human needs in order to do that and push your limits. Um, I'm curious for you, what sort of people, what girls are you, are you seeing are your niche? Like, are okay. you feeling like it's the ones who just need to get out of, you know, comfort zone, or is it the ones who like, wow, they really hit some trauma and like, who are your people? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So I don't want to be vague and say everybody, because you're not for everybody, you know, 
and, and you shouldn't be. And that's okay. Even though that was hard for me to accept at the beginning. Oh yeah. Um, but saying like it with who we work with too, and it's very similar is women that usually are on some trajectory of a fitness journey. Like they, they want to get to a better health or they want to, they know what there's a better life out there for them, but there's kind of two main ones. One is just starting. They're like, Hey, I, I, I can see this goal. I don't know how to get there or I'm frustrated or I'm discouraged. And for that type of woman, it's like, Hey, it might be walking to your mailbox and back. That might be your hard today. And if I can inspire you to do that consistently over time, you're going to have a different life in a year, girl. And so it's, it's that one and it's all different ages. Um, but it's also the individual that maybe they have things going well in their life, but they're ready for the next level. Like they're like, okay, they're kind of in that good, but not great standpoint. And I think a lot of women can be there just in the day to day. And so it's usually those two of like just getting started, but they're good or second one, good but not great. And they're ready to really take themselves to that next level. Yeah. You know, you reminded me also when you were talking about, um, starting at the gym, not knowing what you're doing and saying, how am I going to get there? And I am new to the gym experience. I've, I've been working out in a gym for a couple of years now, but I have to say <clears throat> it took me about a year and a half before I liked it before I could stop having the sabotage conversation before going. Like I was always trying to find a reason, oh, why I can't go today. Um, yeah. So that took a while, but I, I want to share with you because maybe this makes sense to you. The thing that switched everything and you reminded me of it. Um, my goals were like, even though they weren't massive, they still seemed very unattainable. You know, at my age, mm -hmm. at my space in time and the way my body was functioning, I wanted to do X, Y, and Z. And I thought, how am I going to do that? And after about a year at the gym of like, I, I don't, I'm not seeing my way here. I got on the machine that reads your BMI and your hydration mm -hmm. and all of that. And I had a comparison chart to day one and day 365. And even though I didn't see my physical body change in the direction that I had wanted it to be already, and I couldn't do the things that I had set as my one-year goals, I saw the micro change that was happening invisibly on the inside because this machine showed me the percentage change. And that was amazing to me. Oh, wait a second. Mm -hmm. My video just stopped. Hold on. I have to change. You're good. I see you froze. I hear you. Oh, better. <laughs> yeah. Um, my camera just died. So I had to real, really quick switch. So oh. <laughs> what I wanted to go back and say is I had to see the micro changes on the inside. Yeah. They were invisible. And when you don't allow for the time and the space and you're waiting just to see, well, can I do that goal I set for myself? And you're not watching the process you may miss all the motivation. That's the moment I got motivated. And mm. so when did you um, wake up to the invisible changes that were happening? Mm. Well, first I want to say thank you for sharing your journey with me and just that story with me, because I think for me personally, but a lot of women go through that. It's I'm not there yet. Like I, I I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. And they keep doing the things, whether it's two weeks, four weeks, a year in your case too. And it's like, I'm not seeing this place that I want to get to yet, but for you, you saw it actually physically, like in some data and some numbers, 
But some women that never even do that, they might never see themselves actually making change. But little do they know internally, they're making not only probably mental changes because they're showing up for you, but for you, you probably made a lot of muscular changes. You have a lot more lean muscle mass on your yes. body there. Yeah. And so that's where I talk a ton about, and then I do this for me, is like, what are your small wins? Yeah. Not what is this end big goal, right? Because if we keep trying to focus on, if I, I win once I get that goal, you're going to one, burn out in the process. And number two, it's going to feel so far away that you're never going to get there, right? Mm -hmm. But if I can focus on like, what is my win today? Like for me, preparing for mission 48, there is a lot of logistics that need to get done. There's a lot of physical training that needs to get done. And if I think all that I need to do in three months from now, I'm one, going to get overwhelmed. And number two, probably not going to do it and want to self-sabotage myself back down because it feels so far away. right? But for me, I'm like, else a win is reaching out to five businesses that might want to be a part of this. You might get a massive no, you might get a big door shut in your face, but you're taking steps forward. And when you can, in your fitness journey, in your career journey, scale it back to say, okay, what are my wins today? And be proud of those wins today. Kind of pulls back to the beginning of our conversation. You win today, which like for your standpoint, you're going to win in a year, two years, three years. Absolutely. And you probably heard this too. It's you underestimate what you can do in a year. You overestimate what you can do in about three, four, five years. Yes. And that's the name of the game. I love that because it's about the micro changes. And this goes to my, I mean, my wheelhouse is neuroplasticity and that's how it works. Micro changes. Yes. Sometimes they're so small that you will miss them if you don't pay attention. And if you allow for the micro changes, then you stack a foundation and then it's, you know, um, you know, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. And sometimes that is what it takes. And it took me a long time. One other thing you said that I want to go to, um, and maybe have you talk about a little bit before, before we, uh, wrap up, um, you were talking about boundaries and I find this fascinating, um, because, my boundaries have changed since I started working out. My sense of self and grounded in my body, my sense of capability, which then enabled me to say no. And you mentioned you were a people pleaser. And I feel like that mindset has shifted just by way of feeling myself in my body. What was it like for you? Because you went from people pleaser to you can say no now. Yeah. I remember this vivid moment in my journey, Lisa. So it was when I I didn't see all the progress yet. So like now when I say no to certain things or I'm like, Hey, I got to go work out. People get it. They're like, all right. Like I get it. Like that's what she does. But when I, when I, you start, when you or anybody first starts a journey or me in this standpoint, one, people don't see the results that you're going to get. And two, you don't even see the results or the place that you can get to. And so you're in this, I call it the messy middle where you're doing the things you're kind of coming up to some resistance because you're still operating in some old patterns, but you want to operate in these new patterns. And I remember this specific moment, I was out to Mexican food and I had my clinical buddies with me when I was in sports medicine. And they were like, oh, like Kels eat this or hey, have this or like all these things. But I wanted to stick to what I wanted to stick to. Not that I couldn't have it, but I knew that what I wanted to do. And it was everything in me just not give in and be like, oh, yes, go ahead. And I got a lot of backlash from it that day because I was doing outside of the normal. And I specifically remember that where that was one of the first times I've said, no, like, no, no, thank you. I don't want that. I wasn't a jerk about it, 
but I kept that firm boundary. And after that, Lisa, I was so proud of myself. I was like, you're no longer just giving in to everybody else around you. Like, you know, one, what you want, but number two, you're saying no, because you care about you so much. You're not allowing other people to get you off course. And for me, that's still something I somewhat struggle with. But I think if women can hear that of, it's actually sometimes serving you to say no and hold that firm boundary versus just giving in to everybody else. It's amazing. It feels amazing, but it's amazing for where you want to get to. It is amazing. So I I like to always sort of like distill the conversation into the things that I'm going to take away and chew on so that our listeners can mm -hmm. maybe hone in on the same things or their own gems. Um, the first one is, you know, fitness for you is a vehicle, but it's not what you're teaching. What you're teaching and what you're sharing is how to care for yourself. How does how to care for yourself so much that you say no for your own well-being? Um, you're teaching people how to be in the present moment and respect the process. Um, and you're teaching people how to set goals, but then orient back to the wins of the day. I think these are, I mean, these are life lessons, right? Every entrepreneur, every child, every parent, every fitness person, every, everybody needs these reminders. So I'm, that's what I'm chewing on. And these are reminders that I actually needed today. So thank you for making me think of them. Um, but I would love for you to sort of, if there's anything you want our listeners to really take home, uh, what is it? Mm. Actually, I, I just listened to this. Um, and this hits deep with me. And I think especially the world of social media, we can get very caught up in, I'm not anti it, but caught up in what everybody else is doing, saying and thinking, wow, why am I not insert whatever it is? Mm -hmm. And I and I shared this before, but I want to share it again with your audience of your superpower is you. Mm. And I think not many people really have that ingrained in their brain. And I need reminded of it so many times is your superpower, your gifts, what you're good at, what you're not good at. Like that is you. And when you hold it back for me, if I held back mission 48, I will never know what could have been or the lives that could be a ripple effect from it. And so whatever for your audience is out there in your heart, whatever that dream is, whatever that, Ooh, what, what if, you know, that question of what if go for it because mm -hmm. your superpower, that dream is you. And that will impact so many people that you couldn't even imagine. So that's kind of a little off course, but that's just so deep in my heart. No, I love that. Your superpower is you. That's great. That's a mantra right there. Um, yeah. All right. So how can people find out more about Mission 48 and you and how can people support you? I appreciate that. Um, so I'm on social at Kelsey Lensman on Instagram. We're also pushing a ton out on YouTube with weekly videos. But also, Lisa, if your audience just goes to KelseyLensman.com, you'll see a little Mission 48 button and you'll see the entire list of events. If people are out there and they want to join me, I cannot do this alone. Please mm -hmm. join me in either the city that you're in or if you want to donate, we're partnering with a charity called Rocks for Young Girls. If you want to sponsor one of the girls there, we have that there. Um, or if you're a business where you're like, oh, I want to be a part of this. I need you. I cannot do this alone, especially with a lot of what we have planned. So all of that is there. And I'll make sure I share that with you too. Amazing. Well, it was so inspirational to me to, to chat with you today. And I'm so excited for your mission and excited for all of our listeners to, to chew on some of your words of wisdom and then also to support you. So thank you so much for your time.
Thank you, Lisa. I want to say thank you also for the work that you're doing and the audience out there. Thank you for hopefully taking one nugget away and applying it to your life.